Welcome to the SAP Mobile Matters podcast, the podcast that explores how mobile technology is changing the way we work. This episode is featuring class as part of our theme, Customer in the Spotlight, in which you can learn how businesses are using mobile tech to transform their work and deliver value to their employees. My name is Karina Rosenau. I'm Customer Officer for Mobile Experience and Engineering at SAP. I'm thrilled to have with us today Stefan Niewöhner, the Head of Mobile Innovation at Class. We're going to dive into the mobile journey of Class and their current mobile strategy. Stefan will also give us an overview of all the mobile apps that help to ease the life of their over 12,000 employees. We will hear which role the collaboration with SAP plays in all of that and discuss potential challenges that might come up in the future. So grab a coffee, sit back and join us for an exciting conversation on the inspiring mobile journey of class with Stefan Niewöhner. Hi Stefan, great to have Hi, you Karina. here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started with our conversation about mobile at class? Yes, of course. Uh, yes, my name is Stefan Niewöhner. I'm 33 years old, living in Münster. Um, and also have some, some IT background. So I have a bachelor and master degrees in information systems. And after my bachelor um, degree, I, I actually started my professional business career at SAP um, 11, 12 years ago. Um, I did some uh, SAP mobile projects as a mobile technology consultant. Um, most of the time, uh, Afaria related but also some, some few SAP Unwired platform projects. Um, but then I, yes, 10 years ago, I joined uh, class um, and I'm really happy to be on this podcast here today with you to, to share um, the journey we had at class over the last 10 years. Yeah, thank you very much. Really exciting that you've also been working at SAP previously. That was actually before my time at SAP. <laughs> but now let's look into class a little bit more. Um, so let me share what I know about class and maybe you can add to it or correct if there's anything <laughs> not uh, fitting. So class is an agricultural man machinery manufacturer with over 12,000 employees. Uh, spread over 36 locations in 20 countries worldwide. Right? So, of course, I looked up the numbers. <laughs> um, it was founded in 1913 by August Class and is, as of today, still run as a family business. Um, one of the market leaders in harvesting technology with a revenue of 4.9 billion euros in 2022. And product-wise, building different harvesters, tractors, forage, balers, telehandlers and wheel loaders. But um, that's also something I learned from my research. Your uh, products also include digital solutions as well as services and parts. Did I forget anything? <laughs> Everything correct. Couldn't explain it better. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So now that we learned more about class, uh, I think it's interesting for everyone to hear what is it that you do at class? Yeah. Um, I'm responsible for the mobile application development team at class. So at the moment, or since a few weeks, we are now six people in my team, uh, and we are responsible for the development of all mobile applications um, at our company, and also to define the, the mobile strategy and to um, yeah, coordinate the, the mobile app portfolio. We, we mainly focus on, on native development for iOS and Android. Um, in case there is a need, the business need that 
we also have to provide this use case, this, this application on a, on a laptop, on a Windows PC. We also provide a, a Fury application. So there's one colleague in my team who is also responsible for the Fury development. Um, but here we yeah, have some, some external support sometimes. And uh, yes, we, we do the full, um, or we, we actually support the full lifecycle of the application within my team. So from concept and design um, with the business department, we, we do the internal development of the application, but also the, the support um, of, of our business, uh, of, of our mobile application portfolio. So that's yeah, what we mainly do, and I do at class together with my team every day. <laughs> Super exciting that you actually focus on mobile in your team. And I guess if uh, you decide on this um, as a main part of your daily job, mobile must be close to your heart. So yeah. can you maybe share why, why do you think is mobile important or why is it mobile is mobile important to you? Um, I think it's, it's really important for me because it just makes life easier, especially when you, when you work at a company from which uh, with more than 12,000 employees, we have quite a lot of processes uh, which can be optimized and we optimized in the past. So, um, and it's also really motivating to, to see or to, to get the, the great feedback from our employees and our customers, let's say, uh, when, we, when we provide them a, a mobile solution, a mobile application, which just enhances their, their daily business life. And that's, that's why mobile is important for, for me and, and my team. Great. Um, now in this podcast, uh, we are talking about all things mobile, right? And we have this uh, one or two topics that also in my team um, we refer to regularly, which we call magic mobile moment. Uh, what do we mean with this? Um, the little uh, things where mobile makes your life easier. I think you also said mobile is important to you because it makes your life and the life of the employees of class easier. Um, can you share one magic mobile moment that um, yeah, reflects uh, with you somehow? Uh, yes, of course. So I think my magic mobile was in 2008 when I traveled to the United States and, and bought the first iPhone. And then I went to the hotel room, did some configuration, and yeah, I think that was or is still my magic mo mobile moment. Wow, in 2008 already, great. <laughs> um, and then the second topic we, we like to ask um, our uh, participants here in the podcast is, uh, what's your favorite mobile workplace? Um, yeah, that's definitely my, my Volkswagen camper, um, my Bulli. Um, so just opening the MacBook um, at any place where we are at the moment. That's pretty cool. So you can enjoy a great view um, and work from anywhere. Cool. Right now, let's dive a little bit into the mobile journey of class, actually yep. the current mobile strategy. So um, you have been participating on our mobile day last year in October in Munich and held a very inspiring session there. And I learned um, that the first class app was already in the App Store in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, as far as I remember, you have 12 apps in use, um, some even for customers. Um, but before we talk about the apps themselves, how did class actually develop into such a mobile company? Yeah, 
So when I started in 2013, I were mainly responsible for the enterprise apps and to coordinate the mobile topic at class. Um, and at this time we had three to four or five different project teams which um, developed mobile applications together with external agencies. But the problem was that we had internally no knowledge about mobile app development, um, just, let's say just project management. And um, each of those applications which were developed at this time had a different technology stack and we had really high development costs. Um, so after one or two years, um, together with one of my colleagues, um, we, we sat together and, and said or decided we, we need some kind of a mobile middleware, mobile application development platform. Um, and that what actually was actually the starting point of our real mobile journey. Uh, SAP at this time introduced or, or released the, the successor of the SAP Unwired, a Sybase Unwired platform called SAP Mobile Platform. And then we just started. So we had actually no real iOS development experience. So we, we trained ourselves, um, looked a lot of um, tutorials or watched a lot of tutorials and then just started to set up the system um, and developed our first applications. The first application was actually an application for, for one of our used machinery centers to just change the parking position of a machine because sometimes it's, it's really difficult to find them. Um, and then to really, yeah, finish the evalu evaluation of the SAP mobile platform, we also migrated one of our applications which, or, uh, which already existed, uh, a mobile workflow app to our new technology stack at this time. And yeah, that worked quite well. And then we, um, yeah, licensed the SAP mobile platform in 2015. And then I think in, in 2018, um, you, uh, so the SAP together with Apple, released the or communicated the, the partnership. And that was actually also a, a big uh, announcement for us actually, because um, that has confirmed us that we took the right decision and selected the SAP mobile platform as our mobile application development platform. So um, then you release some, some new SDKs uh, together with Apple and we directly, yeah, went to our contracts department um, and, and asked them, okay, let's let's move now to, to SAP Cloud Platform Neo Mobile Services. And that's actually what we what we did. And um, we further implemented um, or developed um, other internal enterprise applications uh, over the years. And then in, in 2019, that was also a big year for, for us as a mobile department, mobile team, we had, um, one of our biggest projects at this time, it's called My Class, the application, an application for our employees to access uh, HR information, corporate news, uh, the site location or site information. And this application was also for our blue color workers, uh, which had no access to those information at this time. Um, so with this application, my team uh, got, got a big attention also from the management and then we we got the decision that we as a mobile team are now since 2019 responsible for for the whole uh, of the for the mobile application for the whole company for the whole group um, so at this time there was still another department 
which was responsible for the applications in the official Apple App Store for our end customers and farmers. But since 2019, both teams merged together. And since that day, we are just one mobile team at our company. And then two more colleagues joined. So since 2019, we were four people, four developers. Um, yes, and over the last three to four or three years, actually, um, we continued our uh, to improve our portfolio, um, implemented different Swift packages, uh, and modulized a lot of components so that we can reuse those uh, features and components in, in different apps. Um, yes. And that's our mobile journey uh, in a nutshell, let's say. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um, a lot that has happened there in uh, just 10 years, I think. Um, yeah. Exciting details you shared there. Also a little bit like um, that every now and then, of course, you wonder, is it the right path we take? Are we on the right track? Um, uh, of course, especially if you start that early with the technology, there's also some risk associated. Um, and it, also for me, exciting to hear how closely you uh, have been working all over the time with SAP there as well, um, also reacting to releases we did there. Um, so that's that's quite inspiring. Um, yeah, but I can imagine, like you, you said, you started um, yourself with one colleague, then you grew to a team merged together with um, the people who have been working for the external apps um, still uh, you shared you have been four people now since sometimes six people can yeah. you share some advice because i know we have a lot of listeners that have been impressed from the mobile day um, from the mobile day session that you did about the efficiency of your approach can you share some advice how you managed to achieve that much like everything you told us with the resources that you have available? Um, yes, of course. So I think one key factor is definitely that we have internal knowledge about app development and we defined our technology stack. Uh, so it was not a consultant um, who defined that we should use the SAP mobile services solutions um, that we that we should um, develop native applications with Swift UI or Jetpack Compose, um, which we yeah, already use um, in, in production apps, actually. Um, so that's definitely one key factor for us to, to, to have the internal knowledge about app development. And most of the apps actually are developed from us internally, so we do not have so much external support. But to achieve this and to be um, efficient um, as to, to be as efficient as possible is to to really modulize some components. So, for example, we have a, come, uh, a feature or a functionality in one of our applications, especially in the production area, to scan QR codes. Um, but we have to select out of four to six QR codes, we have to select the right one. So we cannot just use a standard component also provided by SAP, which just scans the first one the, the camera rec recognizes. So we just created a Swift package out of um, which contained this feature so that we can reuse this Swift, uh, this, this scanning functionality in a lot of our applications. Um, and if we want to improve it or if there is a bug which we have to fix, we just have to fix it once 
And then due to some CI CD pipelines, all of our applications receive the update automatically. And I think this is um, really a big benefit for us. Um, it enables us with just um, six developers now to, to handle and to manage the whole app portfolio at Trust. And one last point is that we are not just developers at class. Um, we are also in some extent UI UX designers um, because we sit together with the business department and also with the end users to define the future application. Um, and during the rollout, for example, we just went uh, a few weeks ago to Austria again, we went to Poland or, or UK to really, when we wrote out one of our applications, a digital service manager to our service technicians, we really went to the dealer locations, discussed the, the new version with them, identified some bugs definitely, but we were able to fix them directly in the hotel. And then at the next morning we went back um, and they were quite happy. And for us, it's also a big benefit, even as a developer, that we, we understand the real life um, and, the, and the needs which the, the end users have. And so we can reduce the, the feedback loops. Uh, in, um, where we can really yeah, reduce the feedback loop, loops quite a lot um, because we just know, uh, I think, pretty good how or what our end users need. Wow, that's, that's really impressive. So you combine a lot of um, responsibilities and knowledge and functions in uh, one or person. So I had the pleasure actually to work um, with you and, uh, and some of your team. Um, so I must say, um, I was also quite impressed by the knowledge that you then share within that small group of people. And of course, yeah. if you then interact closely, um, that makes it easier. And a great, great side note that you um, can even fix bugs overnight <laughs> while on a business trip and uh, directly deliver the results to your customer there. This is super cool. Um, now that we heard so much about your successes there, um, I mean, looking back, it always, um, of course, it, it's always a little bit sounds simpler than it probably was. Yeah. So whenever you go um, such a path, I mentioned it earlier, it's associated with, with risk, but certainly there are um, along the way some hurdles or some uh, yeah, tough moments that you have to uh, overcome. Um, so of course, we don't only want to hear of the success, but also like, how did you handle any of these challenges? Or can you share maybe one of these tough moments that you encountered and what what you did? Yeah. Um, one tough moment was definitely the this initial phase or the starting uh, point of our mobile journey. Uh, when we decided to that we want to to do internal app development. Uh, because we had no experience, we had to yeah, learn everything from scratch, um, looking YouTube tutorials um, or, or read documentations. Um, but it definitely take, took some time to, to really understand the topic. And thanks to, to, to the CIO at this time and my manager, they gave us the time actually so that we can really um, improve and enhance the internal knowledge about app development. Um, and that was definitely not easy, uh, but we somehow managed it and, and um, are now, I think, quite successful internally. And one other important um, or, or one, one other challenge was when we 
when we develop the first applications for, for the production area, for example, for the warehouse or the shop floor, um, we had quite a lot of discussions with the management from the business um, side about how or should we provide blue color workers, production workers, iOS devices back in 2016 or 17. Um, so we had to start small with a, a few proof of concepts, um, just bought five devices and then and analyzed um, if the device get broken or got stolen, get stolen. Um, nothing happened actually. So we were, uh, it has been quite successful. And we have now 400 um, to 500 um, devices in the production area. Um, but it was definitely um, pretty difficult to, to achieve this. Um, back in 2016-17. Yeah, thanks a lot for sharing. And I can imagine that uh, this was definitely not easy decisions you took there. But also the, the first um, yeah, tough moment you shared uh, basically loops back to your um, efficiency um, model that uh, in the beginning you had to take some time and uh, you were provided at time. Probably you had a lot of pressure with um, yeah, being asked for the first results and deliveries, um, but then due to the allowance of having some time and, and getting things done in a structured way and, and building up that skills and knowledge, you were able to then um, come out of that phase uh, yeah. with a lot of uh, knowledge and efficiency in the long term with the modularization and everything you mentioned earlier. Yeah, from an internal perspective, it's always pretty difficult to to compete against external consultants because sometimes the internal argument is always okay let's do it with a consultant they know it better um so sometimes it was difficult but yeah we we've been successful yeah that's that's very great to hear i mean also for for others that might uh, be somewhere on that journey it might be super helpful to have that um kind of uh, seeing where you are and how you got there yeah really great Right, now that we have talked so much about the journey, um, and you mentioned one use case already earlier, I actually have to add to that, um, um, saving the parking locations of some of your machinery. That's actually also one of my magic mobile moments, of course, not for machinery, but for my car. <laughs> I really love that when my phone does that automatically, I arrive somewhere and it saves my parking location. I think that's a magic mobile moment uh, in our nowadays consumer life. Um, Let's have a little bit of an overview of the current class app portfolio. Like which use cases do you have? Which apps do you have? Can you share some about yeah. that, please? So we divided our portfolio in, in three areas, actually. Um, the corporate area, then we have sales and service and production. Um, in the corporate area, we have, as already mentioned, the workflow app to approve um, internal workflows. Uh, we have the employee app. Uh, we call it my class um, to to um, access corporate news hr information to record um, mobile um, um, the, the, the daily work hours for example um, 10 hours push notifications and all that stuff um, that's the applications we mainly have in in the corporate environment in the sales and service area we have um, for example, the product uh, product information app, that was the first project I worked on when I, I joined class. 
um, that's an application for our sales um, users um, and sales colleagues to to access product information uh, product arguments product um, comparisons or competitor comparisons technical data and also some specific animations to just explain our products and then um, for the for the service colleagues we have the, the digital service manager that's a, a huge project at the moment where I'm working on most of the time this is an application to do field service management um, so the foreman can can coordinate the workforce um, the, the service technicians the service technicians have all information available um, about the machines the history of the machine um, the configuration uh, the required lubricant for specific use cases um, they can document their times the, the needed parts or the parts which were needed to repair the machine um, that's uh, one of our um, yeah, largest projects let's say and then we have the production area uh, there we have applications for for the storage uh, so warehouse management uh, we call it just storage uh, we have a shop floor application to record serial numbers um, missing parts um, or, or do some error recording we have an inspection application to perform specific checklists for example uh, the 5s check um, we have an inbound and outbound application so that's mainly our portfolio uh, of apps divided in in those three areas cool um also here a lot uh, you're offering and i think we could uh, talk about this even much longer maybe um for those listeners who are a little bit more into uh, technical topics and architecture can you briefly yeah. share like how do your apps integrate what does the architecture look like mm -hmm. so most of the data of the enterprise apps um, is stored in our SAP systems so ERP HCM or EWM um, and thanks to to our great backend developers um, which develop then most of the time customer data services um, we we can integrate those or data services or connect to those data services via the cloud connector SAP cloud connector and then use BTP uh, mobile services um, to to really uh, yeah, manage our, our applications the connectivities the ex, uh, the connectivity the access and all that stuff with, with mobile services works works quite well um, we configured our custom IDP um, so that we just have to log in once to our applications and then the connection to the backend system is established automatically with a with a user session single sign-on session um, we also have besides the SAP backend systems we have third-party systems like Salesforce SharePoint an internal ticket tool or also some some custom backends we develop and therefore we we often use the cup framework um, the mobile backend tools framework because we also have um, some some offline applications like the, the digital service manager um, and that's actually our, our architecture and on the on the front end side we use the SDKs for Android and iOS which the SAP provides us but also third-party SDKs um, and then everything developed with with the latest frameworks from Apple and and Android like SwiftUI Combine um, or Jetpack Compose oh, cool so you also leverage a lot of SAP technology there to build your own apps uh, do you actually also use any apps built by SAP 
Uh, yes, for sure. So we also use the success factors app. We um, have brought out the, the Conquer app. And in the past, we also had the SAP Fury client um, to access our SAP launchpad or portal. But we are already in the preparation and internal test phase of SAP Mobile Start. We just have to yeah, migrate the last few um, web info pages from our existing SAP portal to the launchpad. And then we will start an internal evaluation phase with our IT colleagues. And we also did some tests with the SAP warehouse operator in the past, um, but this got a little bit out of focus because a few features were missing uh, in the first version, but I think you just released the, the latest version. Yeah. And we have already set up a meeting internally to, to take another look um, at this application and how we can use it in the, um, in the warehouse. Um, yes, that's all the apps we, we at the moment we use uh, which were provided or are provided by SAP. That's really great. Of course, I love to hear that. Um, also, uh, being in the team that is responsible for Mobile Start and Warehouse Operator, I'm of course excited to hear that you're looking into these as well. Um, and uh, talking about uh, your interaction with SAP, how would you describe the collaboration and maybe let's directly uh, focus on also maybe the chance for you to bring up some points that could be improved. So not only the positive side, please. <laughs> um, I think the the collaboration over the last, um, yeah, let's say eight years um, worked really, really well and has been very target oriented. So it's um, always nice to, to talk to the mobile colleagues at SAP and they have a real customer focus. And in case we had some issues in the past, um, we were, it was easy to solve them with your help. Um, for example, related to the offline SDK, um, uh, we, we had sessions with Martin Grassoff and, and Mark Wright or Stan Stellerman, also Prakalp. Um, it was really, um, it's still really nice to, to, to work with them and also with you now. Um, with the with the SAP Mobile Day, I think we had a, a great event and session, and it's it's really um, or we enjoy the collaboration with you. Um, regarding some topics which you could improve, for example, is I think more related to to the SDKs. But so in the past, we sometimes had some issues with um, the documentation, or that. Uh, there were some breaking changes in the in minor releases, especially for the Android SDK. But over the last one or two years, this improved a lot, actually. Um, and I think you, you really did now are doing a great job or even better job than in the past. And sometimes I think that it's the same situation for other customers. It's it's difficult to to distinguish between the solutions you provide. So for example, you, you acquired AppGyver and now re you release SAP built apps. Uh, you have the MDK. So it's sometimes when the customer does not have so much knowledge about all those technologies, it's, it's, it's really difficult for them to, to select the right technology. Um, but yeah, we had great discussions about those three topics. Um, uh, so I think we are on a, on a good track now. 
Thank you very much for that great feedback. And yeah, you're right. Uh, that's a fair point. The last one you mentioned, uh, we definitely hear that from customers um, uh, again and again. So uh, definitely one point we are tackling um, sure. uh, to support everyone to find the right technology even more easily. So now we're more or less at the end of the podcast, um, looking maybe a little bit into the future before we, we say goodbye. Um, I think uh, from my side, I'm already looking forward to, to Mobile Day um, this year uh, in Berlin uh, in June. And I think you have been one of the first registrants already. Um, so uh, looking forward to meeting you there again. Um, maybe you can also uh, share a bit what's coming up for you in the next months and uh, yeah, what are you looking forward to? Of course, um, definitely the Mobile, mobile Day in, in Berlin. Um, from an interim perspective, we have two big projects or big releases uh, this year, uh, one for the digital service manager and one for the, the, our end customer application, Class Connect, um, which I actually didn't mention before. Um, and those two applications, yeah, we have developed a new design system. Um, um, those two applications will be the first um, versions which, which uh, use this new design system. Um, so quite a lot of work to do um, before we can release them, but um, yes, I think we will manage it. And then, um, yeah, last but not least, we hope that we can in the future, perhaps September, um, use some new devices from Apple um, to further <laughs> enhance the, the mobile experience um, at our company. Yeah, very exciting. A lot of rumors going on there, right? <laughs> Yeah, great. Um, I will definitely keep following your mobile journey. I think it doesn't uh, doesn't become boring there at all. Uh, very exciting to hear uh, what you're up to next. And um, yeah, with that, I think uh, thank you very much, Stefan, for the great thanks conversation. Well. Yeah, thanks for being here with us and looking forward to uh, all the future collaboration with you. Great. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. Bye.